Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your one-stop shop for everything coming out on your favorite streaming service this week. This week we're discussing the return of Riverdale in its fourth season. Uh, so far we are two episodes in and we're going to talk about what is to come. The only person you're going to scare is yourself. Johnny. What are you doing? Oh, the noise down. What are you doing here? Maze. Just in time. There's a whole load of police here. I think they're worried you're going to hurt yourself. Or someone else. <laughs> How many children are you friends with? So we're back in the wacky world of Archie Comics, where we last saw our heroes fighting against a killer version of Dungeons and Dragons in season three. Uh, season four looks like it's going to show um, more of sort of a back to basics, mystery, uh, classic series, kind of akin to series one and a little bit like series two. Um, I'm here with Neela Debnath. Hiya. Nice to see you. Uh, thanks for joining me. I think this is our first time podcasting together. Yeah. This is exciting good. excellent uh, and on Riverdale the, maybe one of the best things on tv at the moment so. it is it is ridiculous and amazing it's, simultaneously um, so I'm um, I brought you here to pick your brain about the first two episodes and what we're going to see later on because we've been given loads of little snippets mm. uh, about what we're going to see in the next uh, over the next season so um yeah let's get right to it So I guess the main thing kind of is the first episode, which mm-hmm. is with like Archie addressing Luke Perry's death, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, what were your thoughts on it? I was, um, I wasn't sure how they were going to do it because obviously he died uh, a couple episodes before the end in real life. He died mm. uh, a couple episodes before the end of season three and everyone, it was like the Carrie Fisher thing. Everyone thought they were going to kill him off in the last of season three, but they didn't. And now they've come to the first episode of this and it was really it's really heartbreaking. Like the first scene where Archie's eating dinner with his pals and he gets uh, gets a phone call and he just drops to the floor. It was horrific, dude. Like it was really, really horrible. It was. It was. And you could tell that everyone was just really upset filming the whole thing. Even the kind of like Shannon Doherty when they brought her yeah. in. Oh my God. Yeah. So Shannon Doherty, she was with, she worked with Luke in 90210. Yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Back in back the day. In the day. So her coming on as like a long lost like real life friend of him was uh, of Luke Perry was a good touch I think but yeah everyone crying through that episode was really hard to watch because like you said you could tell it was real mm. they had lost their pal um, it was and and it's a bit kind of heartless to say but it was a really good episode of tv as well do you know what i mean yeah. like you could see the emotion was so raw and this funeral was so well done and uh, Archie played his son obviously. Um, was gave this amazing speech towards the end about a couple of times really about how his father was such a strong man how everyone looked up mm. to him uh he said you know Riverdale he came to Riverdale made it better and now he's gone like he made it better than when it when it, it was when he started so it was just really good and touching and yeah but there were a couple of little things uh from it that I wanted to talk about first mm-hmm. of all was uh KJ Appa I think okay okay I think KJ Appa's <laughs> 
a good actor, but he's definitely not the best on the show. No. Uh, would you agree? Like, he's... Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if the problem is that the character doesn't do him justice. Sure. Um, like, for instance, when he's trying to get Cheryl out of the ice and sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet. In this, uh, what's it called? Sweet Lake? Yeah, uh, sweet. Sweetwater River. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's um, punching with his fist rather than maybe kicking it. I don't yeah. know. But I feel like he he does it kind of like it doesn't show off kind of his acting skills but it is kind of like i guess it is what it is he yeah tries. but i thought he was really good in this first episode like, i agree really I agree. unbelievably good um and you could tell again that he was really putting everything he had into that uh, into those scenes into that role um so it's just a little shout out to kj Apper because i thought he was really good no i agree i um, completely agree perhaps uh Bigger story-wise is uh, Molly Ringwald came back yeah. as uh, Fred's estranged wife. Well, they they weren't together, were they? No, because she wasn't there. She in season one, she's mentioned. Yeah. She pops up. She popped up in season two for because she's a lawyer. She pops up for the she's trial. Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think she's going to be sticking around from what I've read for a little bit just to help out the kind of yeah. story and stuff. So that's the thing I want to hit on. So she's you know kind of guest every now and then, guest mm. star every now and then. Now it looks like she's going to be sticking around for a few episodes. Um, we're not quite sure how long. Um, what do you think? Is she going to become integral to the plot or is she going to be doing the Fred Andrews thing of sitting in the back lines and getting some advice, giving out some advice every now and then? I think I, th- I think she'll be in the background, to be mm. honest. I think it's very much this year is very much about Jughead. It's about the last year of high school for them. Mm. That will be the focus. I think she's going to be like just a supporting member. I think it won't be a case of like Hermione Lodge, who's... Like gone to prison or Hiram mm-hmm. or kind of Alice Cooper, who's now an FBI undercover agent. Yeah, or but something. also missing. As <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's something. Um, but yeah, that was kind of it for season uh, for episode one of season four. Um, really well done again, and just like I don't think I'm going to watch that again anytime soon because that was. I had was, a lump in my throat. Yeah, it was really it was really good. Um, season two kind of got back to business though, didn't it? Uh, sorry, episode, episode two, two. Yeah. It, became ridiculous uh we okay where do i start we got mr honey he's the new headmaster (laughs) (laughs) at riverdale um and instantly he's come in with this uh this persona of i'm i'm the headmaster and you're gonna listen to me because you know you're all children which i forget i forget they're all supposed to be like 16 years old because all the actors are in their mid-20s yeah but this is riverdale anything happens in riverdale right (laughs) exactly um so he's on mr honey and he's kind of the new i guess antagonist in the show for now i think he might be we we don't know do we it's very much it's very ambiguous mm. but that he's kind of had a now he has a feud with cheryl somehow i don't know what's happened there yeah so this leads me on to the next bit so oh my goodness so they have like a barmy in in the episode don't they mr honey and cheryl blossom who's my favorite character by the way what was that line that she says uh, so she says uh Okay, so they have an argument and then later in the episode, she drops like literally like a three foot tall beehive (laughs) in his uh, headmaster's office, right? Which is A, hilarious, but B, like life threatening, Cheryl. Like if one person's allergic to bees, they are dead. Like that's horrific. Then she walks in, like slaps some uh, paper onto the desk and says, uh, your name may be Honey, but I'm always going to be the Queen Bee. I love that. Strolls out the <laughs> dumbest thing. And then it was literally like credit roll. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. I feel like they do have some kind of like bee kind of um, theme going on because yeah. the last guy was called Miss Principal Weatherby. Exactly. So what the what the hell's going on? Uh, just... 
it's ridiculous and I love it. And Cheryl's wonderful. Although on the back end of that, I haven't written this down, but I've just remembered. Um, she's got this whole mystery going on, right? Where she's got Jason Blossom's body still yeah, in her Yeah, we were house. talking about it in the office the other yeah, day because yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> and it's rarely been addressed. You know, she was reading the paper next to her twin brother's corpse the other day in the episode. And How does Tony not know? I thought they're really close. Right? <laughs> she, Tony's around there like all the time. They might even live together and it's not addressed. I, I'm, I, don't, well, I don't know what the hell's going to go on with it. Um, really good dumb Riverdale stuff though. Um, on the flip side, uh, we have Jughead who got sent or rather he got coerced into going to a new school, right? A new like prep school mm. um, because they want to give him a scholarship because he wrote in the newsletter or he wrote in the paper? I think he wrote something for a competition. He that didn't win and it was... It was the judges were like, oh, actually, this is pretty good. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm putting logic into Riverdale, which is never a good thing to do, but they seem to have transferred him and put him, a, given him a scholarship like six months before the end of high school. I, I don't question so it. What, what, this, is, this is just minor in the, the plot holes of Riverdale. What's he going to learn in six months? <laughs> like he's, he should be doing his exams and going to college. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> Come on. Well, anyway. That, well, I think the theory there is going to be very much about because FP mentions that Jughead's grandfather went there, but mm. then dropped out mysteriously. So there's definitely going to be some kind of parallel there that I think is being yeah. tapped into. And uh, there's the school, uh, the new school sort of hits upon those tropes, doesn't it? The sort of Ivy League, really preppy guys. I just um, thought Elite when I saw that. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And a bit of American Psycho in it as well. Mm. Uh, Betty's with him when they first visit and instantly they start talking to her like she's a second class citizen, which is... Just says it all, really. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see Jughead go into that sort of patriarchy uh, going forward. They needed to bring that in, though. They definitely did. I was just going to say about Kerr Smith, um, who plays Mr. Honey. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's such a great kind of addition to the cast with mm-hmm. the whole kind of um, stunt casting that they always do. So yeah. obviously, like, you've got Molly Ringwalls, Luke Perry, that kind of thing. Because um, I think some people may or may not know he was like famous for Dawson's Creek back in the 90s, which was it was like that very iconic series, which even had its own breakfast club homage. I mean, we've all got it now, haven't we? Everyone, yeah. we should do an office breakfast club homage. As I long as I'm so. Bender, I'm happy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then to go, yeah, it's, it's that same uh, sort of uh, vibe they get with Molly because breakfast club. And then who was the principal in season three as well? He got killed off very quickly, but he was in breakfast club as well. But no, definitely. Like all of those things, even like um, Skeet Ulrich was in Scream, mm-hmm. um, Madchen Amick was in Twin Peaks. So you've got all of these kind of people and kind of tropes and even chad michael murray one yeah. tree hill the, naughty's heartthrob the best ca- the, the best <laughs> casting ever oh my god um hoping to see him again soon uh what else is in this episode where do you stand on the whole reggie stuff well yeah. <laughs> i think I, it was like a little maybe a little bit problematic honestly i mean it's been alluded to before yeah um and this was the first time it kind of came to a head i was hoping it was going to be kind of more nuanced and layered mm. and I mean, it just, unfortunately, it wasn't, it again, nonsensical. Mm. So just to explain, uh, so Reggie, as you said, has, has shown signs of uh, physical and, I guess, emotional abuse uh, from his ho- from his dad from at home mm. uh, throughout, well, 
I'd say about a season or so, maybe even less than, not even. Uh, and this episode, it really brought it to the forefront and saw his dad screaming at him at the football field. Mm. Uh, he turns up at one point with glasses on and he has like a black eye under it. And it's all very much like, whoa, this is Riverdale's doing child abuse. Okay. Um, and then Archie sort of shouts at him and then they argue and then they trash Reggie's father's car. And then afterwards, they literally wrap it up and go, yeah, that's no, fine now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really hope they address that more. I mean, like Charles Melton, who kind of took over the role because mm. he's like Reggie yeah, 2.0 after absolutely. taking over from uh, Ross Butler, who was in 13 Reasons Why and kind of couldn't commit to both shows. He's kind of become a big part of Riverdale, definitely last year with Veronica and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the speakeasy and yeah. uh, what do they call it? La Bonne Nuit. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So I did feel that it did a kind of disservice to him because it didn't, like smashing up a car isn't necessarily gonna yeah be conducive to kind of getting on the right track with your abusive father yeah i feel like it's bold of them to take on such a topic uh, as that but then to not in my opinion really follow through with actually getting the help that he needs it's a bit like well maybe you shouldn't have thought of this in the first place guys because it's a bit now you're just gonna you know set some strange example i hope i hope they pick it up i mean i feel part of it was also to kind of show the parallels between Archie and Fred's kind of loving father-son relationship and obviously Reggie with his father. So I get why they did it on that level. I really do hope that they'll address it. I feel like they will. They're not going to leave something like that just hanging, but I think it will come later yeah. on in the series because there's so much to unpack. Precisely. I'm sure uh, as if you've ever binged Riverdale, you'll you'll watch 12 episodes in a row on a Saturday evening um, and uh, not talk from experience or anything. And you will <laughs> see like, oh, this is actually paralleling stuff from episode two, which you wouldn't catch up on. You wouldn't catch on to in, you know, after 12 weeks mm. of, of, of TV show. Um, but so yeah, it's kind of back to business. The real, the real good nonsense was happening in episode two. But the biggest thing was another really good, in my opinion, cliffhanger at the end where... Um, Jughead agrees to go to the new prep school. He hugs his dad. He hugs his sister, who's still around, by the way. Um, and then it sort of flashes forward uh, six months or so, and everyone's in the forest running around with uh, flashlights, screaming mm. for Jughead. Where's Jughead? Jughead, show yourself to us. Uh, which then, I guess, links into the cliffhanger of season three, which uh, saw Archie, Veronica, Betty burning their clothes mm. and like being really cagey about where jughead was uh what did you think of that whole cliffhanger this episode i think it's going to be so interesting they're just gonna be feeding into it aren't they just jumping back and mm. forth between the kind of past and present and i think that will be the kind of hook that will keep us going i think it's definitely got a different vibe this season to previous ones and they needed to do something different narratively mm. so i'm intrigued to see what's happened i wonder if he goes undercover if there's something nefarious going on yeah. at stonewall prep yeah um i think they've like you said earlier with the uh, many many crossovers and references to other sort of cult teenage shows i think it's a good parallel to um 13 reasons why it's sort of that flash forward flashback mm. thing and if i were writing this show which i'm not um i think those flashbacks are going to get bigger as we go along yeah. it'll be start being like you know uh, first half of the episode will be present day the second half of the episode will be later on in that year just before Drughead goes missing all these mysteries are going to come out in natural organic ways hopefully um so yeah a bit a bit of 13 reasons why vibe i think uh, which will be good they have got grittier this season i Absolutely. feel and i think that's a good that's a good move as mm. much as i like kind of the griffons and gargoyles kind of mm. 
shtick, I think it's good that they're kind of moving it on now. So I'm eager to see what they're going to do next. And um, on your point as well, if he's going undercover, this will no doubt involve Charles Cooper, right? Charles Smith, Charles Cooper. Yeah. Betty's long lost, supposedly, brother uh, who works for the FBI and is working with uh, Alice Cooper mm. to bring down the farm, which we, that's been so thrown under the rug. We have no idea what's going on with that. Just they talk about it very matter of factly. Uh, well, that, that's the thing. Episode three. Is that what it's all about? Yep, Dog Day Afternoon. It nice. all comes all comes to a head with them. So Okay, great. Because we're, we're filming, uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, so we, we're not seeing episode three quite yet. But yeah, good. I'm hoping they wrap that up. I think I'm done with the farm, Neela. I think I think that's that needs to go now. I think it is creepy, though. You did have the kind of organ harvesting cults. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's brilliant, though. It, yeah, it's ridiculous. Nothing, it's ridiculous. There's nothing like it on TV. I love it. <laughs> Going forward from season four, uh, season five hasn't been confirmed just yet, or no, has it? No, no, no it, it hasn't. hasn't. Um, season three was big. I think a lot of people found it a bit disappointing, mm. but it was a lot bigger. And yeah. you, the sets were bigger, the costumes were bigger, they had massive guest stars. It was all, you know, the, budget's, the budget is happening. Season four looks like it's going to be doing the same kind of thing. Um, so season five, I don't know. Um, it looks like, as we said, it's getting a bit grittier, a bit more realistic. And I say that in very slight terms, realistic. And they're all finishing high school this year, right? So what are they going to do next year? Are they going to stay in Riverdale? There's no Riverdale yeah. Uni, right? Or the, as far as we know? I think there's like a community college because they were discussing it. Veronica's applying to Harvard. Mm. I feel like Jughead's going to go to some Ivy League place. What's sure. what's kind of the equivalent of Red Brick in um, America? I don't know. I feel like that's Betty's kind of the middle, kind yeah. of not Ivy League, but... Just, stand, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I think Archie's going to be doing something more vocational. I agree. Bless yeah. Him. <laughs> um, but going forward, like uh, maybe there'll be some sort of time jump. Maybe they'll just skip college and come back three years later with all these new mysteries and oh, stuff like that. Because I don't think logistically it could work with them all in different towns, cities, states. Um, because A, it doesn't. It's not Riverdale, then you know. Mm. Maybe the characters, but they're not in Riverdale. And B, it's it's going to be tough uh, juggling those uh, storylines ac- across all these universities. Unless, like I said, the beginning of next season, Hiram Lodge just creates a Riverdale U, and uh, <laughs> th- that's where they all go. Which I could see happening. I'm not saying it's out of the question. Turn just, the prison into a university. Exactly. Yeah. God, that would be. I'd go to that uni. <laughs> oh dear. I think my. I feel like my university was styled on them. Um, like architecture for prison. All right. But there we go. <laughs> you survived. <laughs> yeah, I survived. Well, that wasn't Riverdale. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess showrunner, like, uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa has addressed it before. I mm. mean, like, people have been asking about it because this is their last year of high school. What does it mean? And he kind of said at Comic-Con, he's like, we've started to have that conversation with everyone. Like, for instance, the show's called Riverdale. Can the show called Riverdale reset to another town or city? Mm. As you said can we send the kids to separate places? I think it's a cheat if they all go and stay at Riverdale Community College. It's a challenge. We have some ideas, but it is bittersweet and they are making plans for the future. Mm. So judging from that. Yeah, it seems like he would he would not uh, happily split them up or happily go to other towns. Like you can't put all the Riverdale kids in Chicago. I just, I just don't think in my mm. brain that works. Half of the ridiculous things that happen in Riverdale, uh, you know, because of Riverdale, uh, remember when they were selling drugs and it was called Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. Yep, yeah, that was it. Really great. Was it and Fizzle Rocks? Fizzle are... Rocks. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, all between, of those. <laughs> between the ghoulies and the uh, Southside Serpents. Ridiculous. I love it. But amazing. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, and you wanted to hit upon the Archie comics, right? Yeah, just generally. I mean, it's exploded, hasn't it? Just mm. the whole kind of franchise. Like this thing has been around since the 1940s, these mm-hmm. characters. And they've managed to reinvent it. And I think it's just amazing. The fact we had Sabrina launching last year. Was that last year? I'm pretty sure it was oh last year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it feels like years ago. I think because Not in a bad way. I think they've done quite a few seasons. That's mm. the thing. So that's why it feels like that. Parts, but... Neela, they're parts. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> my bad parts. <laughs> and so, I mean, like even this year, like the CW's launched Katie Keene. Mm-hmm. So Josie McCoy from Riverdale is going to be moving over to that. And then... I think there's like lots of scope for other stuff. I was having a look and there's so many different comics that I could definitely see other stuff happening. There's one called Little Jinx. There's one called yeah. That Wilkin Boy, which is apparently Jughead's cousin because everyone loves, yeah, I know. I I, I have no words, but I think yeah. everyone kind of loves Jughead. So I'm sure they'd want to see more of his family actually. Yeah, because when, when Jellybean was coming in in uh, season three, everyone was like really psyched. Uh, she didn't really do much, did she, in the end? But um yeah, it's weird that people latch onto him and they want to see his extended fam. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they, if you be interesting to see a if Katie Keen does well because I think she's mm. kind of a not. Uh, I'm going to say nobody, but that's not what I mean. I mean like she's not generally known by like you know the public. Yeah, Archie Comics has been around like you said forever, and he's like a figurehead of the franchise. I mean mm. the company's named after him, and people love them. I I've only found out recently there was a Riverdale film in the '90s. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna track that down. I'm gonna have a look for that. <laughs> but I think those characters of Betty, Jughead, mm. um, Veronica, those are the kind of central four. And I know what you mean about Katie Keene, like not necessarily being yeah. a major and player. We, and with Sabrina, like we obviously had the resurgence of that character back in the nineties with uh, Melissa Joan Hart yeah, and exactly. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, which I recently binged uh, completely. Um that's why she was kind of a sure thing when she came back to yeah. CW. So Katie Keene being uh, a new a newcomer will be interesting to see. Katie Keene, it's set in New York about kind of high fashion. It's got an, a bit of an Ugly Betty vibe to it. I love Ugly Betty. Yeah, exactly. So if you love Ugly Betty, this could be one for you. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if they do any more of that kind of, any more of the, you know, the Archie Comics franchise. Um, mm. I think the reason Riverdale was such a success is because it was just a pastiche, wasn't it? You knew from the start it wasn't kind of taking itself seriously. Like, it gets Twin Peaks, you've got John Hughes movies, mm-hmm. kind of every episode title is a reference to something, whether yeah. it's a song, a movie, a TV show. I mean, Dog Day Afternoon, that's referencing the 1975 Al Pacino film. Even um, even some shots and stuff, like the, that episode back in season two or three when uh, Jughead was supposedly killed by the ghoulies um, and then uh, FP came out of the forest holding him. That was a shot-for-shot shot remake of a Batman uh, Batman ca- comic panel from oh, the 70s from when Robin died. Um, it was Which then people realised later on on the internet and they are like, what the hell? Why are they referencing this? But it, it works really well. Oh, they just I, pull from everywhere. It's great. I love it. It is brilliant. And I think a lot of other shows are kind of following suit actually. Yeah. I mean, like Stranger Things... That is just very much so meta, mm-hmm. just kind of like pop culture eating itself with that. But it works. Mm-hmm. It works. I'm also looking forward to Daybreak, which is going to be doing that. Yes, that's this week. Yes, yes, it All is. Right. So, yeah, we're having this amazing kind of 30 year no- wave of nostalgia mm-hmm. where we're seeing like 80s and 90s kids kind of grown up and like producing work that they very much love. Mm-hmm. So I'm really 
very excited about how everything's becoming a bit super meta. It's ridiculous how much we can talk about it. And there's only been two episodes so far, Neela. There is a new episode of Riverdale every week on The CW and Netflix. So we're going to have lots to chat about. And we might even do another episode later on down the season if it gets really, uh, really ridiculous. In November, uh, a little bird tells me there's lots coming out. So if you want to let me know yeah, what, what's I mean, happening, Neela. I think there are some big ones. I think let, let's get the big one out of the way. So mm. The Crown season three. Mm-hmm. It's finally coming. About two years wait we've had. Yep. It was out like the season two was out in 2017. But obviously it's going to be big because it's a brand new cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Coleman replacing Claire Foy. Tobias Menzies taking over from Matt Smith and then Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Margaret, mm-hmm. the role which was previously played by Vanessa Kirby, who won an BAFTA for yeah. the role. So, so big shoes to fill. Um, yeah. They all have really. I mean, Claire Foy became loved like kind of overnight as soon as that exactly. dropped in season one. Um, but I think I think uh, Olivia Coleman can do it. You know, she's just won an BAFTA, right? Oscar? BAFTA. Oscar. Oscar. Um so yeah, she if anyone's going to do it, she'll she'll certainly try. I'm so intrigued. I mean, I was actually quite excited when the trailer dropped the other day. I'm I'm not yet excited. I feel like once it's a couple of days away, I'm going to be like, right, let's do this. Mm. Um, I try not to get like too excited for full season drops because then I'm because once it comes out and then I watch the whole thing, it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we've been waiting for this forever. Um, but yeah, Crown season three. When's that? That one is coming out on the 17th of November on a Sunday. Oh yes. That's literally, that's my Sunday done. <laughs> um, and so another one that's coming out is Atypical. Mm-hmm. So um, that one follows a teenager called Sam Gardner, played by Keir Gilchrist. And he's again trying to kind of navigate adolescence whilst being on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, the show's got had lots of praise and developed quite a following. So that one's going to be out on the 1st of November. Cool. Um, Eye's coming back. You're kidding me. I'm, I'm excited. Is it? It's going to be the Japanese special. Oh, right. So we're going to just have more heartwarming makeovers. And I mean, we kind of need something reaffirming at the moment. Um, um, Shall I mention it? Shall I mention the B word? Brexit. No, don't do it. (laughs) Oh, that's coming day after Brexit. Yeah. Supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we need something. So I'm completely on board with this. And I feel like it kind of, it bookends the year nicely because we had like tidying up with Marie Kondo. At the beginning, oh, that was where you had like a Japanese woman going to America. And yeah. Now you've got Americans no, going to, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That one is also coming out on the 1st of November. Some other ones to maybe look out for are Dolly Parton's Heartstrings on November the 22nd, Final Space Season 2 on the 24th of November, and mm. Nailed It on the 22nd. Love Nailed It. It scratches the same itch for me that Riverdale does in that it's just terrible and I love it. It's what Bake Off could be. Exactly. <laughs> it's what Bake Off would be if I were to go on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you and me both. Exactly. Basically. Maybe we should just go on and nail it. What do they win? They win mixing stuff. That's useless to me. I'm not going to bake at home. <laughs> um, and that's on when, sorry? That one is going to be on the 22nd of November. Cool. But I think that's kind of the main stuff. So that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to our fan theories on Riverdale. And remember, if you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, tell your friends and uh, tell everyone at your Riverdale fan club. Join in with the debate on Twitter at NetflixPod, where we'll tease details of next week's episode. Helen will definitely have a very exciting episode awaiting for you next week. So uh, from here on then, thanks for listening. Thanks, Neela. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.